Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 26 of the Yardback Sports Podcast. Today, we have plenty of things to discuss in the backyard briefing, and we have special guest Joe Oviasan to talk about the March Madness game for the weekend and a little bit more as well. And Sean gets his yard back top 10 list for this week. So thank you all so much for listening and let's go. Hey guys, fellas, hey. what's good? What's going on? No one said that dry, didn't he? Sorry, hey, I'll you tonight. Hey guys, hey guys. Nah, I just want to, I like I like to switch it up, you know. You know when you come back from here in Dem franchise boys. Uh, you know, we I gotta switch. I'm not just gonna be like, hey, what's up, everyone? How's you gonna do tonight? You gotta switch it up, you know. Yeah, I feel you. So, Made yeah. pre. You gotta hit it with that. Oh, I think they like. We just can. We just continue the song. Did we, we just ever? Did we ever <laughs> give them the the listeners here why we picked that song? Did we ever go over that? So. I don't think, I don't so. think so. so. Who wants we to hit him with it now? Yeah, why not? Chow Scott, I feel like the stage is for you right here. Yeah, so, man. Um, okay, let me start by this. First ever hip-hop song I heard was laying in my bunk bed. Z1079. Cleveland listeners know what that is. Posted um, on the counter. Was Ice Cube. Uh, and, I like, my my world was changed. And then our, our older cousin, Sean, comes to town. And he puts us on to, oh, I think they like me. Oh, I them think they like boys. Me. I don't know how old. I think I was in like fifth grade, maybe. As soon as I heard that song and Sean showed me, oh, I think they like me. I bought my first pair of Air Force Ones like a day later. And <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. My world about. was forever changed. That's when I used to rock three XL white tees <laughs> with the white Air Forces <laughs> and the, 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 the baggy size 42 jeans. Yes. This, it, it, it going off that it's crazy to think about how much like fashion changes like that early 2000s it was baggy you know just just wear your shorts to your ankles like that's just kind of was and now yeah. it's like wear your shorts up to your ass yeah man you know yeah, what i'm saying say it like you in, in like say it we know in, in like tw- in like 20 years is it gonna go back to baggy stuff like i thought it looked so goofy like i just don't know that's gonna happen i have no idea <laughs> Like I'm, like we're about to be old men thinking like, oh, the fashion these days because kids are wearing five XL shorts again. Yeah, could like, you imagine <laughs> us just like with the skinny jeans on at, with a cane? Like, oh, these kids now with their three X clothes. They're like, probably wearing like moon shoes. They're just like they're yeah, just like right. flying around everywhere. Yeah, they got Tesla Tesla socks. Yeah, crazy. All right, well, let's get into the Bev cart. Or, I'm sorry, the backyard briefing. Bev carts first, as always. So this week, uh, this is not a paid sponsorship. But I do have like the Travis Scott seltzers. I know those are big. Uh, cans are really cool. Um, I can't say that the seltzer is that great. It's kind of it kind of tastes like something that you'd overpay for it, like a really like, hipster bar. Mm. Like you pay like fifteen bucks for this like weird cocktail. That's like okay, this is cool, but like why did I just break my bank account for four of these? So that's right. kind of what they taste like. But the cans look pretty cool. So that being said, welcome to the Bev Card, Sean. What are you sipping on this week? Okay, so. I we talked about it last week about keeping track of our back shoulder fades and just kind of what we talk about. And my back shoulder fade last week is what I'm sipping on because I said a mid-major team would win this tournament. And I don't know if you've got guys have watched the tournament, of course. But I'm I'm looking pretty good. 
I'm looking pretty good for that to 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 stand true. Well, can we remind the the, the listeners out there that Gonzaga is a mid major, right? Didn't we? Really I, get you, but I you said, did exclude I said, them. I, I excluded them. them. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, fair enough. Them. Okay, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. And I, I, look, I don't even know if Houston's a mid major. I'm assuming it is. Okay, so if I'm wrong, yeah, I'm the sorry. American Conference, yeah. But they're the gonna AC, win it. Like that. I mean, you got Loyola Chicago. We talk about it later with, with Joe. Yeah. He, I, I mean, they, their defense put the clamps on Illinois. Yeah. And I don't see how Illinois Chicago, they look well coached, well oiled machine. Cameron Crutwig. They, they, outside of Gonzaga and Baylor, to me, they are like the third favorite to win. And I even think the updated odds recently had them. If not the third best yeah. odds to win, it, w- it was like the top five for sure. Yeah, it was behind yeah. Baylor and Gonzaga, like you just said. Uh, I wish yeah. I would have said a mid-major or a double-digit seed because um, Syracuse, they're not. A, you know, I don't. I don't think they would be considered a mid-major. No, that's no, ACC. Yeah, but even though in football they're a mid-major, but um, I'm just kidding. That's a yeah. joke. Um, a <laughs> double-digit seed to win it too. Um, but I, no, I think. I think Loyola Chicago is a really trendy pick right now because they got Oregon State this next round. They should beat them. Then they're going to get the winner of Syracuse, Houston. Houston probably will win, but we will we see because they're not playing too well. They've had two pretty – I mean, they, they crushed Cleveland State. But Rutgers, Rutgers, why is Rutgers good? I don't know. Yeah, they, I almost beat, they almost beat – they probably should have beat Houston. They were up nine late in that game. So let's say Houston wins yes. and Loyola wins. Now you got a team that – is, hasn't looked amazing in the tournament with Houston. Now Loyola might get an easy trip to the Final Four against uh, a tough, probably a tough Baylor team, but still, like hey. Loyola is not. It's it's not that far fetched, man. It's really it's not. Not it, it. It's not. So that's Twitter. what I'm sipping on this week. I like that. Um, that's it right there. I'm a- I like. I was just gonna say one last thing on on Loyola Twitter basketball, whether it be NBA or NCAA, is. The the funniest thing I read and yeah. look at each week, like the tweets about who the hell thought it was fair to have Illinois play Sister Jean on a Sunday. Like the, this, yeah. the tweet that came out of that game, the one guy, what is his name, Kurtwig? Nolan? Uh, Cameron Crutwig, the ugliest dude Krutwig. in college basketball. But oh my God. Is uh, he I wouldn't say ugliest. Some people said he looks like me. So let's not say he's the ugliest. Well, I think that just doubles down. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Or the the one thing I, I, I retweeted, um, and I saw you liked it, Nolan, when mom says we got Jokic at home, and then yeah. Jokic at home is <laughs> yeah, I I saw a tweet where it's like, I never thought I'd have to describe somebody as the less athletic version of Nikolai Jokic. And that's what Cameron Crutwick is. He's a I love him. He I even though he busted my bracket because I had Illinois winning at all. I'm all in on Loyola. I love Cameron Crutwig, and I want I want to see him put up a triple double. I want to see a Crutwig triple double. I mean, that'd be great. And just one last thing. I already said one last thing on Loyola, but they were top ten in the Ken Palm rankings. So they like were. you said a couple couple weeks ago. Yep. Those rankings each year usually end up pretty pretty accurate for for teams to make deep runs. So I'm I'm kicking myself because I think I had them losing last round to Illinois. Probably yeah. I, I think I had them losing yeah. to Illinois. Uh, so yeah, awesome story there. Hopefully, I, I mean, dude, by the looks of it, like I said, I think they're going to make a, a pretty deep run, especially yeah. with Houston. Houston lost that game more than Rutgers won it, or I mean, Rutgers lost it more than Houston yeah, won it for sure. And but Syracuse can't. Syracuse, who who knows what the hell happened to Syracuse? Uh, what what they do in March? Um, plug later 
interview with Joe Ovius. He kind of talks about it. So make sure to listen to that because he kind of he discusses Syracuse. But yeah, Syracuse is just a wild card every March. You never know. All right, kind of what you sipping on this week? Like always, I'm sipping on I'm double fisted sipping on two things. Oh, uh, shocker. <laughs> I mean, they're both they're both pretty like on par on my alley. Speaking of about par, got out golfing recently. Nice. Columbus weather's great. And just want to let you guys know what I'm sipping on is that my drive is still 300 plus. So I think we need video. You got to take a video. We need video proof. I don't, yeah, you this don't is, need video proof. Hit up our Glock. We need video proof. Hit up our Glock. He went out with me. He witnessed my drive. It's a, it's a, it's a missile, dude. It just goes down the fairway 300, usually left or right, not the middle, but sometimes middle. So I just wanted to bring that up. Still sipping on my 300 plus yard drive. Well, here's the thing. See, I, be- I believe that you just hit piss missiles on the golf course. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah. to say you don't need video proof is just ridiculous. That's like saying, oh, yeah, I can dunk on 10 foot. All I right, mean, let me see. No, a- you don't need to see, dude. I can do it, though. Like, no, we need to see a video. Come on. Do you have a, do you have a drone that could follow my ball at 300 plus miles per hour? No, like, but we, I don't, we, I don't we know can, how you're going to get video proof can, without me being on the tour. We can, we can make an educated guess. Be like, all right, yeah, that probably went 300, and that'll be good enough for me. Okay. I just need to see a video is all I'm saying. All right. Well, okay, next time I go golfing, I'll figure it out. I'll get you guys a video. You Like I said, you won't see the ball. It'll probably land before the video is even taken. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. And so my, my other Bev card, what I'm sipping on, I actually did something I usually don't do this weekend, which was plan. So nice. My company is awesome. We get a day off each year for our birthday. And so what I did was I looked at the calendar, right? Weird. I usually don't look at the calendar unless it's a week out. And I found out that my birthday weekend, May 2nd is the NFL draft. And where's the NFL draft this weekend? Or, or, this, or this year? Cleveland! Cleveland, Ohio. So I took that Friday off. I'm going up to Cleveland that Thursday night. Just going to hit up the town all weekend. Experience the draft in Cleveland. I can't wait. From the looks of it on Twitter, it looks like the setup's going to be sweet. They're knocking down warehouses on on Lake Erie just to make room for the draft right by First Energy Stadium. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. It, the pictures look sweet. So I'm excited about that. About, about to hit up Cleveland. I haven't been home in Cleveland since um, like Christmas time. So I, I'm sipping on NFL draft in Cleveland and my ability to go to it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a wild weekend. Nice. Yeah, nice. I, I'm making every effort to be there for that weekend. I, there's only a slight hurdle in my way. I talk about <laughs> this later, I think. Um, can't remember if we brought it up or not, but yeah. it's my wife's birthday weekend. Um, I'm, so, you know, a little hurdle, but well, I think I can convince yeah, her. Good luck. Good luck. I, think <laughs> I can convince her to go with me for her birthday. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, no, that's definitely, that's definitely a move. Um, I know they're like some like tickets and whatnot. I think they open up like next weekend, maybe or something like that. So make sure I hop on that because, Ooh, and okay. pe- dude, pe- people shit on Cleveland all the time, man, but. This draft's going to be awesome, especially with Lake yeah. Erie in the background. It's going to be really pretty as long as it doesn't rain um, or snow. It's Cleveland. Anything can happen. But, yeah, I'm really excited for the draft to be held in Cleveland this year. All right. My Bev card this week, when I'm sipping on, opening day is eight days away, fellas. April 1st, baseball starts. I cannot wait. I feel like every year it's like, you know, Football season starts, and then it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I like baseball playoffs, whatever. And then season ends, and then it's just all football, basketball. 
And then like February starts like, oh, spring training. Let's go. That's cool. And then I'll be like excited for a week. I'm like, okay, I don't really care. Like show me, like talk to me when the games start. And then when the games start, it's just like, it is the quintessential spring, like awakening almost, you know what I mean? Where it's like baseball starts today. I don't care if it's 45 degrees outside. This is the start of spring. This is the start of summer. And every, it just, the vibes are just better. So I'm pumped for opening day baseball. Let's go. I'm actually to, to go off of that. Um, I think at some, sometime in April, um, MLB, the show is coming out for Xbox and I can't wait to get that. Can't wait. So that's what I'm hyped for. See, I I have a love, love, hate relationship with that game because like I only, no, well, yeah, but like I only play it for road to the show. Right. So I'll play, I'll play road to the show, make some dude. That's just absolutely nasty. Just a tank. And then, like, I'll get, like, midway through my first MLB season. Uh, I'm kind of bored. And then I just stop playing. So it's really fun for, like, three weeks. And then I just get bored. Yeah, I'm hoping to do an um, online franchise. And I'm going to um, – me and Steve, uh, Fade Steve, haven't said that in a while. But Fade we're going gonna to do one together. Well, I hope you could do a connected franchise. Well, if I get it, let me know. You could also, like, build your own ballpark and everything in this game. So it, should, it looks kind of dope. Right. But, yeah, if you do that, let me know. We'll do. All right, Sean, what's your bonfire this week? So, have you guys seen the recent uh, comments Draymond said? I'm sure everyone does, where he said he thinks he's the best defender to ever play the game. Yeah. I'm actually going to throw the people who are bashing him for saying that in the bonfire. Mm. And I say that because anyone who competes, anyone who does, it doesn't matter what you do. You should want to be the best at what you do, and you should feel you're the best at what you do. Yeah. So, what my question is like, what did you want him to say? Like, Hey, like, I think I'm probably like around the 17th best defender to ever play the game. Like he's going to say that he's confident. He feels that way. Good for him. Don't you want to be the best at what you do? Shouldn't you feel like you're the best at what you do? So stop, let the man live. And I'm not even a big Draymond fan, but let him live. He's confident, man. Stop this. Get in the bonfire. Let him live. Yeah. I, uh, I'm with you on that, Sean. I, I don't disagree with any point you made. Uh, I do want to get your opinion, though. Does Draymond ever become relevant again other than when he opens his mouth? No. In terms of on the basketball court? No. So, so also, do we think Clay Thompson coming back makes the Warriors contenders next year? Or do we think the Warriors are over and done with? I nah, think they'll be, the I think they'll be contenders. contenders. Yeah. I think I think in – if if Clay Thompson gets back to eighty five, I'll go eighty five percent version of Clay Thompson is better than ninety percent of the NBA. That's um, I think he's. I, I don't know. I I think the world of Clay. I think Clay is a dog. Man's a dog. Yeah, he's a difference maker on that team for sure. Yeah, because it takes pressure off Steph. Um, but yeah, what I love, we know Steph can't carry a team. Stop this. Stop it's it. Not, it's literally proven he could not carry a team. You this, guys just need to admit play, it. This Steph is, no, don't say you guys. Don't say no, I like No, Steph. what I was going like to say that. is Connor needs to admit Steph isn't that bad, and you need to admit that you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Mm. So that's what, that's where we're at right now. I'm not I, even... I, like I, said, I, I respect Steph Curry for his ability to change the game, but he <clears throat> he's like any other guy like my height. He just can't carry a team in the NBA. It's that simple. I mean – I'm not, I'm not going to say you're wrong in today's NBA. You know, look at the dudes that are winning championships year after year. The best players, LeBron, 
KD, right. and not even winning championships, just like best team, Giannis, Kawhi. Like you need those big wing dudes that just do whatever the hell they want to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So no, like, I understand what you're saying, but like Steph is still the man. Though. He's the man. Uh, but I will say, just speaking on that Draymond beef, I love how uh, first team all defense Tony Allen was beefing with him too, because Tony Allen's like, <laughs> okay, like 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 who gave you the stamp of approval? Because like Kobe said, Tony Allen's the toughest player that's ever guarded him, and a few other guys have. So Tony Allen's going back and forth at Draymond, and I oh. love Tony Allen. So yep, that yeah. was awesome. I was I mean, I, I'm sipping on that, and it's I want to be clear. It's not the fact that I agree with him, and I think he is, but I. Why are you? Why are we hating his confidence? What What do you want him to say? Like, no, yeah. I'm not. Like, he's a competitor, yes, and especially Draymond Green. What would you think Draymond Green would say? <laughs> of course, that's what he was going to say. Yeah, you you know Draymond, the dude that yes. he, he talks a lot, and that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. I like yeah. it though. That, I, know, I, like I, it was, I like it a lot. So that's my bonfire. Those people. All right, kind of what you doing in your bonfires week? Sticking on basketball, I'm throwing Magic Johnson in my bonfire. Uh, I've I've never been a big Magic fan, and I, I really don't know what goes through his mind. I think he got a lot of L.A. pumped up his butt, so he thinks he can talk about whatever he wants. But this week he said Lonzo Ball has the highest IQ at point guard in basketball. Um, I the disrespect. I think we can. I think we can name like three guys. I mean, we just talked about one that I would even put up there um, to, to pass him and Steph Curry. But I saw some other comment. The Chris Paul, shout out the Waleed. Point the, literally the point guard. Waleed called it out exactly. He said, how do we disrespect Chris Paul this much? Chris Paul, I, I know you guys have seen those LeBron tweets on Twitter. of LeBron's been in the, year, the league this long, and it shows a picture of him on like 2K04. Yeah. And then, NBA 2K21 or whatever right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same thing with Chris Paul. Chris Paul has been in the league damn near as long. And we still disrespect Chris Paul. And I'll shout out Colin Cowherd. Uh, come on. He's right. Chris Paul, every team Chris Paul goes to, they win. Chris Paul, I don't think, has ever had a losing record. In the regular mistaken. season? Yeah. It doesn't, Chris Paul is the greatest player to never win a ring. Yeah. Uh, at, at least, At least of this... Uh, this generation of ballers. We, and it, this, I, this, this could be for another time. We could do another. This is, this yeah. is a yard back top 10. Top back top 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 yeah. Another guy that comes to mind, uh, uh, AI. AI, Mello, Chris Paul. There's a top three coming to mind. Mello, right? Mello. Don't. I, I love Mello for his pop culture, but Mello, don't. The dude can't do anything other than hit a mid-range jumper. I'm not a huge fan of Mello thinking he's a great player of all time. I think he's even fringe Hall of Famer. Don't don't even get me started on Melo. That's my bonfire is Magic Johnson. Don't get me started on all these other bonfires. Don't want to talk about it. I'm pretty sure pretty sure Melo's about to finish top ten in uh scoring his career. Oh, I know Nolan, you. Nolan, move past it. He said move past move, it. Don't don't right, talk I'm about it. It's not going down this rabbit hole. I'm moving. I'm moving. I want to talk about it now. Lonzo Ball is <laughs> not the highest IQ of point guard in the NBA. His I agree. Brother, I would even say would surpass him. Yeah, Gosh. I agree. I don't know why Magic said it. I don't care why Magic said it. All I know is Magic Johnson, past playing for the Lakers, is he's useless. I mean, look what he did as a, the GM. Maybe he got LeBron there and started it, but or the president of the Lakers. Oh, Magic Johnson's in the bonfire. I, I don't. He's irrelevant. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, my bonfire this week: Dub Bears for signing Andy Dalton. Why? I don't know. Why? Literally, why? 
Look, they try to trade for Russell Wilson, and they're giving up the house. They are giving up yeah. like three first round picks, two defensive starters. Like they, I'm not saying they didn't try, and Seahawks just wouldn't budge. Fine, but I just don't understand this. So let's say hypothetically they don't like any of the new rookie quarterbacks coming out this year, right? You, they don't like any of them. That's fine. You don't want to. You don't want to take two steps back and take another Mitch Trubisky and suck for seven more years. I get that. But you already have an old journeyman quarterback in Nick Foles. Why do you sign another one? If you're going to no do it, if you're going to do just like a gap year and kind of just like, all right, we're going to try our best. But like we really don't expect much to come of it. Why even sign Andy Dalton? Just keep Nick Foles as your quarterback. I don't. I don't and they also guaranteed him a starting job. Yeah, you know who's happy about that is, is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You, now who's oh the quarterbacks God. they got to go against? Dalton the, twice. Goff. Goff twice. Kirk Cousins. Kirk. I saw a, a tweet or a oh graphic or something gosh. like a couple hours ago. Like, okay, that's six wins. Like, that's he, at least yeah. five and one. And see, what I don't get, if you want to take a one-year flyer on someone, because, again, maybe you don't trust this, this rookie class. Now you want to wait a couple years, wait another year. You want to take a one-year flyer? Marcus Mariota's out there. That dude right. played pretty well for Las Vegas in, in, in the limited experience he had. Just keep Mitch. Or, yeah, or yeah, I just, just keep Mitch. I just don't get it, dude. I don't get it at all. It makes no sense to me. I feel bad for Bears fans. Uh, Ryan Pace is running that team into the ground, it feels like. so. Yeah, yeah no, him awful. and Nagy are trash. Worse, it's awful. Worse in the NFL. Like, I'd like – Again, I don't even care if Andy Dalton is a good quarterback next year. You did nothing for your future to help you out. Nothing. nothing. You just, I just don't get it. Especially because you're already paying so much money for Nick Foles because the Jaguars overpaid for him, and now you're paying that money. It's just like if <sighs> I feel bad for Bears fans. I feel really bad. All right, let's move on and back shoulder fade. Sean, your back shoulder fade this week. All right. So this is. This is not a typical back shoulder fade. Like this is a back shoulder fade, like eighty yards downfield. So I, I want to make right. that known. But I think the current signing of Joe Flacco to the Eagles, I think Joe Flacco starts just as many games as Jalen Hurts this year. Jeez. You think now, I'm, not, maybe I'm not saying why. I'm not, or, I, I, okay. I, okay. I'm not getting into details. Okay. I'm just saying I think. Flacco starts as many games as Jalen Hurts. So all of the Philly Eagle listeners out there, go ahead and at me. Let me know how you're thinking about that because I don't care. You're wrong. They're going to start I'm, the same amount of games. I hope not. Oh, Philly's going to be such a train wreck. That's my that's my back shoulder okay. fade. And it feels like Joe Flacco, no matter where he is, always seems to be starting at some point or in conversation whether it's injuries yeah, yeah whether it's an injury or whatever and joe flacco is my top five most hated quarterbacks i've ever seen is he elite no he's a no he's uh, not does he crack honorable mention of your top 10 no quarterbacks since 2000 that you are revealing later no <laughs> he's a super bowl winner though before yeah. you say joe flacco you have no. to say super bowl winning quarterback joe like flacco in front of him. i'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm good. I'll, pay, I'll, I'll, I'll pass. All right. Okay. All right. I like that, though. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Philly, who knows what's going on with them this year? Yeah. All right, Connor, what's your back shoulder food? All right. Well, I'm glad you guys – you guys always do this well. You set me up so well, and I love it. Of course. Yeah. And that's why I let you guys continue to come on my show, Yardback Sports. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, your yeah. show. His show. Yo, his so show, how, Nolan. Yo, how do I kick him? <laughs> <laughs> So, huge news this week 
for us on our show. There, you guys are welcome. Um, Thanks. We have a new a new partner uh, in Symbol dot app. So some of you may have seen them on Twitter in in the in the news, uh, but this is a stock market for sports, right? Ooh, isn't that enticing? So yeah. these guys made this app, uh, symbol dot app. It's a website currently. They're still working on getting their actual app app ready, um, but their big niche is. If you stink at gambling and you lose consistently, I do. But all of us, all of us know we're sports guys, so we know when a team's going to be good and we know when a team's going to be bad. So, for example, the Eagles, for example, the Bears, a couple dumpster fires, right? <laughs> yep. Sell, sell, sell. But a team like the Browns or the Colts, like I called out last week, you want to buy, buy, buy their stock, right? Yeah. So what you do on this website is exactly that. So if you guys sign up, you go to symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L, symbol.app, backslash yardback sports, sign up. You guys get 10 bucks extra in your account to go trade professional sports teams like a stock market. So for example, we have just this week with free agency going on, a couple teams make a couple big jumps in terms of their value. So we have the Browns. Uh, just today they got traded. Uh, I think they're like the fourth highest traded team now in terms of actual monetary value on, on this bucks, the chiefs, the Browns. And I forget the other one, another team that made a big jump, the giants after Galladay, which yep. I would be selling the giants. I don't think Galladay increases their value by 5%. Like people bought them this week. Um, we see the football team actually drop 5% in their market value after signing okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. I also don't understand that. Um, so you guys need to check it out. Like I said, symbol dot app backslash yardback sports. You get an extra $10 in your account to go ahead and buy and trade teams just like you would in the stock market. Now, the cool thing is each time your team that you have that you, you've bought a share in, you get a 50 cent win payout. So for the NFL, you can win easily eight bucks a year plus whatever your market value goes up on your team. Or in the NBA, there's 82 games a year. This year, only 72. So every time your team wins, that's additional money in your pocket. That's not gambling. Oh yeah. So like the stock market, you you could never really truly lose, but you could lose some value. But you're not going to lose actual dollars unless you pull out of the pull out of the game. Um, so big news there. And my real back shoulder fade is the fact that the Browns are now the most well-rounded team in the NFL after their free agency signings. So go buy the Browns. But since we've been on this call, they've actually gone up five percent in their in their value. Let's so, go. Let's I, go. Which is wild because if you're one share for the Chiefs is fifty dollars, which I think is so overpriced. One share for the Browns is thirty nine dollars. So you're telling me there's that much of a gap between the Browns and the Chiefs? And let me remind you, the Chiefs lost their two starting All Pro offensive tackles and overpaid for an interior guard. The Browns didn't lose a single piece from their offense. They're getting Odell Bell, Odell, what's his name? Beckham. Thank you. <laughs> Odell, Odell Belko, Jackham, Leckham, Odell back. <laughs> They're getting him back, plus all the defensive signings they just had. So I don't know why there's an $11 gap between the, the Chiefs and the Browns. But for all you guys out there that have trouble gambling, aren't aren't the greatest like I am, you can ask Sean and Nolan. They saw my book balance 
Um, go ahead, check out symbol.app backslash yardback sports. Uh, patent pending stuff, really get in on the ground floor. They've been around the same amount of time as, as, as we have yardback sports. So very awesome to get in ground floor on them. And like I said, the back shoulder fate is the Browns are the most well-rounded team in the NFL after this free agency period. There's no argument with that back shoulder fade because the Browns are the Browns, baby. Yeah. Read it and weep, haters. Browns Nolan, I don't know how Nolan feels about that being the Bills fan, but for me and Connor, true Browns fans here, that's a fact. I right wish there. everyone listening to this could see my face right now. I've had it up to here with these Bills comments, brother. That's all right, man. <laughs> up to that's here. All right. <laughs> well, the Bills are another team. Their, their price went crazy high in symbol, and – they're still below the Browns, but they went up seven percent, and they didn't yeah. do anything. Well, they got him. They got Emmanuel Sanders, and they re-signed uh, Milano, right? That's his yeah. name. Yeah, they, they they pretty much kept the entire team together. So I'm not surprised they didn't go up crazy high. Like I'm surprised, like the Browns went up higher because we made a lot of moves. I'm not right. surprised the Bills didn't because they kind of stayed intact. Um, yeah. and they're kind of running it back, but yeah. I mean, the last thing I'll say about symbol to tackle what Connor said is at the very least, buy your team, buy your favorite team. Let it sit there. You know, you're not going to lose, you're Trust not gonna the lose money. Trust the process. Get yeah. in early and watch it grow. That's what I plan on doing. I plan on going in, buying the Browns um, and then buying a couple lower end teams. that I think is going to turn it around in, in two to three years and just watch it grow. Yeah, for sure. The other, the other thing I want to say on symbol too, they just launched their MLB for the first time. And so like Nolan said earlier, season starts April 1st. And I think there's a lot of value to be had in the MLB. If you have 50 cent win payouts with how many games there is. That's a lot of fun. So check out the MLB. There's a lot of like the Dodgers were less than the Browns. And I'm like, Oh, come on. Like that. I'm going to make a deposit, slam the Dodgers, slam the Browns, uh, probably the Colts too. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to guys, we're going to keep you guys updated on the new, the new symbol app. Uh, like we said, it's a stock market for sports. It's literally the only of its kind so far. So if you guys get on the ground floor, a lot of money to be made, a lot of fun to be had. Keep keep us updated on, on what you're doing in the symbol, symbol market. Uh, really good guys. We, we talked to them. We had some phone calls with them. A uh, good group of guys that put that together. So, so check it out. Uh, and um, best of luck in the, the symbol sports world. Uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, I will say one, one more before I go to the actual fade. You mentioned baseball. We all know the dog days of summer can hit pretty hard when you kind of start losing interest a little bit. It's like, okay, I got a hundred more games left. But hey, if you got money on some teams, then you then you start watching those June games, those May oh, games yeah. a little more. So definitely oh, yeah. something to keep in mind, man. Yeah, buy, sell, trade. It, it just like a stock market, guys. If oh, you're yeah. interested in sports to that degree, it's a it's an awesome platform they got started for us. And uh, I'm check it out. It's uh it's really neat. Yep. All right. My back shoulder fade this week. And I know you guys are kind of, you guys are a little older there. You're kind of a little washed. Um, you know, no offense. But uh, so I'm, I'm a senior. I'm senior year of college. And obviously with the weather being as nice as it is up here, it's been like 50s and 60s. Of course, that means a lot of uh, darties, a lot of day parties. I know that that term kind of fluctuates from where, from where you're from. But uh, up, up here in Cleveland, Buffalo, we call it darties. Um, so we've been, I've been doing that a lot for the last, last couple of weeks. Uh, sorry, mom. Um, my bachelor fade this week though, beer die is the best drinking game you could play. It is. Do you guys, do you guys know beer die? Are you familiar? No, because it is not the best drinking game you can play. No, so, I'm familiar. I'm an assassin at it. Don't worry. That's what I'm saying. So Sean, just, just to keep you updated. So you get a table and like, preferably not just like a foldable table. 
like uh me and my friends we have like this giant wooden like board that we put over like a foldable table we play like that but that's beside the point so you get four cups at each end it's two v two and literally the, the the way you play the game is you get a die and you just throw it and it's got to go above eye level it's got to hit the opposite team side of the table if it hits the table and falls on the ground it's a point if it hits a table hits the table hits the cup it then falls two points it goes in the cup three points so the whole whole point of the game is throw the die and catch the die it's the most fun game in the world because one you're drinking you're having a good time two you can showcase that you used to be a high school athlete which i do three you can make cool catches like you playing grass you could just dive all over the place like like make like acrobatic catches look like obj out there and then three it's a very entertaining game to watch which means if you're playing it at like a little bit of a gathering there's always gonna be a big crowd so you kind of feel like you're like under the friday night lights you know what i'm saying where it's like i got everyone watching me right now yeah watch this oh snag oh snag look at that throw bang so it's the most fun game to play because it combines it's it's almost more of like a, an athletic game than than just a drinking game because you just can, you can just be an athlete. You guys play where you have to have a drink in your hand? No, that's crazy. Oh, I've okay. never heard of yeah. that. Okay, Sean, Nolan's playing rookie over here. Oh I'm my gosh! <laughs> uh, you have to. You're supposed to play with a. Do you even play with drinks? Where you, if you get it in the cup, there's a drink in the cup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you have to chug it if someone yeah. makes it if they sink it. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. dude. It sounds like they're playing with water over there, Connor. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, they're up in I'll Buffalo. Up to Buffalo and see. With some Gee. Capri Suns. <laughs> spike seltzer minus the spike. Some Sunny B. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But no, it's the most fun game. I know Connor can attest, even though if I don't play it, oh, the cool way, whatever. It's a lot of fun <laughs> because you, it's just it's just like a, you know, we're all competitive guys. It's just like a, it's literally right. a sport. It's more than it's a drink fun. game. It's a sport. So Beard Eye is the best game. All right. I mean, send a video of you playing this or something. <laughs> yeah, I, bet. I got you. Me, Golf, and Nolan playing Beard Eye. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll send that in. I'll put it on Twitter. I'll let. I'll, I'll, I'm getting everyone on this wave because it's the best. It's the best game. All right. Now we welcome on Joe Ovius, longtime radio show host on 99.9 The Fan in North Carolina. Today we're gonna be talking some March Madness and more with him. So Joe, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Welcome, Joe. Welcome. Hope your night's going well, man. Yeah, um, you uh, you actually uh, gave me a reason to stop watching the Snyder Cut, the, the all four hours of it. So, oh, so how far in are you? Uh, I was probably about like an hour into it. So, I mean, look, if you can, if we can sit here and watch four hour college football games, there's no reason why we can't watch, you know, that's true. Four hours of CGI <laughs> madness, you know. <laughs> so, so that hour, rank it one to ten right now. Uh, I mean, probably a one. I mean, it's Ooh. just. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of slow-mo it, cuts and setting things up, and there's mother yeah. boxes instead of Tesseracts. <laughs> it's like, I, I've never what are we understood. Doing here? I never knew what the Snyder's Cut was. Never knew. I don't know um, what it is. So uh, to, to, I could tie it into sports. Um, oh, let's do it. Perfect. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the, Snyder, the Snyder Cut is the equivalent of fanboys not accepting, like, actual results, right? Okay. Um, you know, it's... It would be the equivalent of, let's say, I don't know, your team gets bounced out of the NCAA tournament. It's the referee's fault. It's not the fault that your team actually stunk. You know, like maybe if your team didn't shoot one of 20 from three, maybe you win that game. But instead you focus on like things that were totally taken away from us. So I think that's what the Snyder Cut ended up being in that um, the director who also did other movies like Watchmen and whatnot, 
had this vision of this DC universe movie that ended up getting kind of butchered up by the movie studio. So the, so the DC fanboys who are watching all the Marvel movies, get all the love and make all the money. They were like, see, it's, it's not because the, the movie's bad. It's because the, the studio screwed it up. And if you just released the original version, then it would be all different. And people would, would love our movies instead of Marvel <laughs> movies. And that's, that's kind of what it is. Okay. Yeah. Never, never understood what it was. Cause I watched a trailer. It was a big deal. And I watched a trailer and out of like the two minutes, I'm like, well, I've seen a minute and 45 of this in the other movie. What yeah. did I watch that was new? So I never really understood it. So now I feel like I have a clearer picture. So, there you go. You know? All right. All right, Joe. First question. This is the first thing anybody asks the Monday after the first round of the NCAA tournament. How busted is your bracket? Uh, see, guys, can't bust a bracket if you don't fill one out. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hmm? Oh, right. that's smart that's smart honestly. look man i <laughs> look i i actually did something that uh, my co-host joe Gilio uh tries instead of actually filling out a bracket you pick five teams so what you do is you just okay. pick your you just pick your four final four teams and then you pick a fifth team that is a double digit seed or the highest seed you think is going to go the furthest right oh and then you accumulate points that way. I think it's a little bit, it, it kind of okay. cuts to the chase You're and streamlines. Uh, yeah, I like Streamlines that. the process. Like, let's just get yeah. to the bottom line here. Give me the four teams you think you're going to get there and give me the one that's going to surprise. And uh, I did terribly in that. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I do a normal bracket or this uh, modified bracket. But yeah, look, man, I oftentimes, um, you do this long enough, you just kind of get away from that sort of stuff and you just look for the storylines and what makes the show interesting rather than trying to root for a bracket. And that's where that's kind of where I am with the NCAA tournament. Give me some give me some drama in the first weekend. Give me something intri- interesting to talk about. And then as we get to the final four, I want to see the best teams remaining play. Yeah. So, so who did you have as yeah. that um, that upper seed that you thought was going to upset Syracuse? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Syracuse. <laughs> you know what Syracuse? You know what Syracuse's record is as a d- double-digit seed in the tournament? Um, I aren't they like six and two or something? Weird nine like and two. Nine two. and two. Nine and two, and it's not like they're beating beating up bad teams. I mean, they've knocked out. They knocked off a number one seed. They knocked off, uh, I think, a two seed, uh, a couple seven seeds. Anyway, it's there's something. It's funny. It's it's this inevitability that Syracuse seems to uh, have found their niche in that the way they play in the the zone specifically while in the ACC the coaches are they've seen it already a bunch of times and you know how to prepare for it it's just a matter of execution I mean a lot of teams that they'll face in the NCAA tournament never prepare for that zone because it's not just a basic zone that people assume it's 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 a unique thing that Syracuse does so it's it's funny like you it's like oh yeah we, we we have a zone package not for that no. And not to turn it around that quickly. So I think that explains when um, they're they're not a fair seed to play when they're a double digit seed. And I think that's what third time in five years now they've gotten to the Sweet Sixteen as a double digit seed. So yeah, I'm I'm banking on Bayheim, man. When they're a double digit, it'll pay off. Yeah, I was yeah. so mad because I was watching I was watching ESPN and Jay Billis. I think he mentioned them, and I was so mad because I was going to go back to my bracket and have them going a little further, but I didn't. So mm. I'm kicking myself over that, but you're right. That zone, that zone is, is lethal, man. Yeah. It's uncrackable. Yeah, <laughs> speak, speaking of the zone. So that's, that's one thing I, every year when I watch this tournament again, that's the thing that pops out is you see these different zones that each college has. And mm. it always blows my mind that a team like Illinois 
can't beat that Loyola Chicago zone, even though I know Loyola Chicago, Chicago has one of the best defenses in the nation. Yeah. But you would think they'd be watching film or that that coach would be pre- preparing for that in some way, and they just can't beat it. I, I what, What's your thoughts? Well, on- you, could pre- you could prepare for it, but there's also a little matter of execution too, right? I mean, we are dealing okay. with college kids, and that's why I don't get too wrapped up. I mean, also this year, uh, in terms of all the other tournaments, I mean, some of those teams have been there since like Saturday. You know, they've been there all week, isolated. Um, Gilio and I talked to Roy Williams ahead of the NCAA tournament and they got there and they never left their hotel rooms. They had to drive 90 minutes to Mackey arena just to get shoot around and they come back and they get a meal. So it's a weird, it's a weird experience, especially in this tournament. Um, and when you're not used and, you know, sometimes the, the thrill of a, of a, of a team like Loyola Chicago in the big moment, sometimes they just kind of step up to it. And sometimes teams take those types of teams lightly, no matter how many times they might've proven that they can be, you know, nobody goes into a tournament thinking we're going to be the one that gets upset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what always had. That's why I was, that's why I was always shocked that Virginia was the first team to lose to a 16 seed because how many times have we seen 16 seeds come out of the gate blazing and have a first half lead and we're all freaking out. A lot of that has to do with the fact that a, they're hyped up the team that they're facing, no matter how many times the coaches tell them, this is a good team. They're still kids at the end of the day. And they're probably, man, I smoked these guys back in high school. I can do it here in the college game. And then it's like a wake up call and they can usually, they can usually get out of that. Yeah. Um, So I think that's why you see, you see instances like that and why you also see, once you get to the sweet 16, a lot of those Cinderella teams don't advance because by that point, you're not surprising anybody. So, and you've had a little bit more time to prepare. Yeah. I think in the first round, I think it would only be natural for these kids to subconsciously put those numbers attached, the seedings attached to these teams. Mm-hmm. And like Virginia walks in or a number one seed, like naturally you're like, they're a 16 seed. We got this. They're 16. We're one. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe subconsciously they put more weight on those numbers um, than they like to admit. Yep. Maybe. Maybe that's the case, but I mean, look, upsets are why we watch yeah. the tournament. So it's, you Absolutely. know, it's, that's why I can't, I can't get too mad at, uh, at teams are getting bounced because without it, we'd just be complaining about chalk. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> and I, I do want to see this cause you, you did bring this up. Um, you, you want to see the best teams in the tournament tournament play late in the tournament. So mm-hmm. do you think that when there's a lot of crazy upsets like this year, UCLA is going far, uh, Oregon state, um, who else oral roberts do you think it kind of takes away from the tournament later on yeah it does post sweet 16 yeah i think the the traditionally the the first weekend of the tournament is sprinkling the upsets to give us that that cinderella magic right yeah the surprises the the, you know the teams that didn't think they were going to win freaking out and i think once you get once you get to the elite eight i want to see the the team like i want to see gonzaga you know, I, I want to see them get to the final four. I want to see if they can actually go undefeated. I don't want to, I've been to a couple final fours where you've got the surprises. I've been to a final four with Loyola Chicago. I was yeah. at a horrendous Butler UConn championship game. Um, you know, 2010 is remembered for a pretty incredible Duke Butler game too. But you have to remember that the buzz or the, the only reason why the buzz in Indianapolis was what it was, is because Butler was the home team. Yeah. But in any other situation, that tie ins not there. And the, and the town's just not the same. It's cool. When Kentucky fans descend upon your place, it's cool. When Michigan state fans descend upon your place. So I think that's where things end up being taken away. And for the final four itself too, you want to bring in the most amount of eyeballs 
And at that point, that's when you want the best teams playing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I definitely, uh, I started having that thought this year and maybe I am just better because I had Illinois winning it all. And of course you lose on the, <laughs> the, the third day of the tournament, but I really, it. I really do feel like after the round of 64, Maybe maybe one or two upset teams to go far, but I really just want to see Gonzaga, Illinois, Baylor, Michigan, Houston, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I want to see those teams play each other. So yeah, I'm that's why that's why when we talk about the college football playoff, I think a lot of people are being disingenuous with expanded playoffs. Um, I mean, we can yeah, that's true. I think it's fair to point out that it's the same four teams typically in the college football playoff. But what else are you going to get? Of course, you want to see Ohio State and Clemson. Of course, you want to see Alabama versus whoever the fourth interchangeable yeah. team might be. I mean, if you're expanding the college football playoff, I wouldn't mind expanding it to eight. That way you can include all five power conference champions and a couple at larges. But anything beyond eight, I think you start getting into the, you know, you know, give Cincinnati an opportunity, but that's about it. You know what I mean? Like, because at that point you, you, start, you start running into non-named teams that really don't excite the national, uh, the national fan bases. Yeah, no, I agree. Cause I, I definitely, uh, me and me and some of my friends always talk about this and it always just comes back to, okay. Yeah. You know, give Cincinnati a shot against Alabama. It's mm-hmm. really cool until four minutes in when Bama's up 21, nothing. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go watch a movie instead. <laughs> or, or what ends up happening is that a team like Cincinnati will win their first game and everybody freaks out, but then yeah. they eventually, they eventually get outclassed uh, once they move on. And it's funny too, cause we see this in the, in the, in the college football playoff, with the four teams, you know, sometimes it's Clemson showing you that they're head and shoulders above the three other teams. Sometimes they're the ones that come up short, like we saw this past year. So even, even at the top, some years, whether it's just based on a quarterback, you've got, you know, Joe, not Joe Brady. Uh, I can't remember the LSU quarterback name now off the top of my head. Burrow. Joe, yes, Joe Burrow. I'm getting my Joes confused. Too many. You got Joes. that offensive coordinator, yeah. Yeah, Joe Brady. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got, yeah. I got, the, I got Joe Brady, his old quarterbacks coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive coordinator now at the at with the Carolina Panthers. Anyway, the point being, you can run into the hot quarterback, and it shows you just how far of a distance there are there is between two of the top teams in the country. So it's, um, I'm fine with the college football playoff Final Four as it is. I would expand to eight. Same with the college with college basketball. They probably have too many teams of 68 teams, but I understand why they have the teams that they have. So really quick on you, you mentioned this when I asked you the last question about, you know, at the end of the day, these, these are college kids, they're kids. So why at the end of the day, so many times in a tournament, you see these college coaches leave it up to these kids to try and win the game. For example, the Florida game, I'm not sure if you caught the end of it. Uh, they were down three. Uh, the, the game they lost against Oral Roberts, they're down three and there's, I believe there's 16 seconds left and they just give Trey man the ball. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No yeah, set yeah. play. No, nothing. He yeah. dribbles, 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 takes a, yeah. a 26 footer from the horrible, like the worst spot in the court to take a three pointer from. So yeah, well, yeah. what do you Why think he decided to pull up on that? I, I don't yeah. know. I think that's, yeah, that's obviously a poor, de- a poor decision by, by the guy, <laughs> but it depends on the coach, right? So you can use two examples. Uh, we can use like North Carolina as a prime example of this. You know, Roy Williams will sit there and tell you that he plans all week for practice so that once the game starts, he doesn't have to 
quote unquote coach them. They yeah, should know right. the coaching happens. The coaching happens before the game. Yeah. yeah that's you go through all these things so that you know the situation so that when you get into that situation, I don't need to call a timeout and we can get this thing going, right? Catch the team off guard. Don't allow them to set a defense. Yeah. Right. You should know what to do. And I, and I agree with Roy's philosophy, you know, uh, but you know, players screw up. It happens. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse is another example about this too. I know uh, Sam Venisi of the athletic wrote about this, I think today where, you know, why, why Syracuse poses problems for teams in the NCAA tournament. And a lot of what Syracuse does, Beheim doesn't really spend a lot of time coaching these guys up and getting them scouting reports. He kind of wants them to have a freewheeling gel your own offense as the season goes on. So that once it gets to tournament time, you kind of know what you're doing. So every coach has their philosophy and there is sometimes a tendency where you can overcoach too. Um, sometimes I've gotten mad at coaches for calling timeouts when it wasn't necessary because uh, all you did was allow the team to set up or you actually prevented yourself from having a fast break or, or whatever it might be. So I, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why do you let it, the perception is why do you let these guys kind of just flounder out there on the stage like that? But I think it it kind of undermines what these coaches are trying to do with the players during the week, and ultimately you do have to execute. And sometimes the guys just don't execute. Yeah, that's a, that's you put me in my place with with that take. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's a that's a good settle him down, Joe. Settle him down. That's a good yeah, perspective. Yeah. That's a very settle strong perspective. I wish Nolan and Sean would give me the same pushback and perspective, mm, but instead just let me walk all over them. You know, we were setting the stage for this. Well, this is, we're just this not is how that me and smart, Nolan so. got you. <laughs> no, 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 no. The beauty the beauty of sports talk radio is you never have to admit when you're wrong. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you just change you just yeah. change the argument. Just change the argument. Right. Yeah, just no one erases from the record. We're yeah, we'll just, yeah we'll just put it in the spin zone. <laughs> um, so something I wanted, you know, it's about college hoops, but it's not. Not often is a tweet set out that is a first ballot Hall of Fame tweet. And you have a tweet recently. Oh, Nolan's going to Nolan's going to read it here. All that right. it is the time it's yeah, the, i don't like my tweets i just i tweet them and i forget about them <laughs> it is a, it's a first ballot okay. hall of fame tweet where mm. i need to know your thought process was there was there prep for this tweet did you know did you have it or was it right off off the top what, of the head what's right. the tweet all right uh march 21st 9 51 p.m Nobody could handle how good oral was this weekend. Uh, First ballot <laughs> hall of fame there. It is right to the point. It's yeah. it is a fantastic tweet. Now, is that something you said, man, I, I, I might throw this out there tonight or later on, or is this something where it's like, I'm going to tweet this. Yeah. I think it just kind of came to mind in the moment, you know, how can I, how can I make an oral joke? That's not, you know, too over the top. Yeah. It was a first ballot <laughs> hall of fame tweet. And I, I saw it and I was like, I have got to bring this up because I need, I want to know the thought process, man. You Look, know? man, I just, I just, I just put up a lot of shots. Sometimes <laughs> they go in, sometimes they don't, that won't happen to go in. So sometimes I'm like swaggy P yeah. I shoot it, turn around, it rings nothing. out. It is what it is. Nothing happens. I don't get any retweets. I get nothing. So well, that one could coast you through, in my opinion, for the next yeah. five years. That's <laughs> yeah. it was a phenomenal. Fair enough. Tweet. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, there is. Look, man, we have it's, sometimes you're just on a tee. You got to take it. Right. Yeah. So it was there. It was there. The shot was there. I took it. It is what it is. <laughs> you made it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but with those things, with those things, man, like when it comes to when it comes to tweets, sometimes I've probably I've probably not sent a lot of the tweets that I've got crafted in my head or I've typed them out and then I just don't hit send. Sometimes I'll think of like, eh, is it worth taking that joke? Or eh, people already making these jokes. Yeah. You know, how, what am I going to contribute in this particular thing? Um, so, sometimes I'll think, all right, maybe I don't want to tweet. So there's a way I can like make a stupid meme out of it. Can I like Photoshop something? Yeah. Um, like I recently did that with the Canes when the Carolina Hurricanes lost the game. They had won eight in a row and they lost the game. So I did, I don't know. For some reason, um, the 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 movie The Crow. Are you guys familiar with that movie? You guys are probably too young for that. Yeah, not sure. Okay, so this had, this movie starts. <laughs> it's another superhero movie uh, from the nineties. <laughs> so it starred uh, Bruce Lee's son, uh, Brandon Lee, right? Yeah. Which he uh, unfortunately died on the set. Regardless, uh, there's a line in the movie because he was a musician before he was, you know, his origin story, and he would have a line. It was a song. It's like it can't rain all the time. So I had done the thing where Canes can't win all the time. And I Photoshopped like the crow all sad in the rain, you know, with the Canes. Like, you know, sometimes you just got to like goof around and make Photoshops and stuff like that. So, yeah. I just, and it's such a, it's such, and, then, and those are the tweets I actually enjoy the most, honestly, <laughs> because it's such a deep cut that the people who get it appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah. like I like it's those things where it's like okay yeah okay that's like that's good like you like that's a deep cut you made me think about that movie I haven't thought about that movie in ages like those yeah. are the ones they don't get a lot of traction they don't get like a lot of retweets they don't get a lot of favorites or whatever but if I get like one or two people that are like Ag I, I got that. Yeah. I got that reference I'm like perfect yeah. a fellow yeah. nerd yeah. a fellow yeah. nerd who got the show yeah, that's all that's all it takes yes all right uh, to loop back into college basketball we don't want to put you on the spot but we're going to put you on the spot anyways. Okay. I need your national champion right now. Who's winning the tournament this year? Oh, I think Gonzaga's going to win it. They're, they've been too good, too consistently good. And um, I think they're just going to go ahead. And I mean, if you, <laughs> if you watch Gonzaga play at all this weekend, man, like how do you not come away from what you've watched yeah. and go, yeah, no, they're clearly still the best team. I don't care if they play in the West coast conference, they're clearly the best team. So I'm, I'm sticking with Gonzaga. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, I feel a lot of people have been saying, oh, they're they're due for a loss. They're undefeated. But I just think that's just the most tired logic in the world. I just don't get that. Like, yeah, I mean, they've been they're, tested, they're too. I mean, they got tested in the West Coast Conference uh, championship game. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you know, Mark Fuel sit there and tell you that that's probably a, a good thing that they got tested in that regard. But now nah, it's the, mar- the margin of victory also matters, too. And the way they've been crushing teams, that just is an indication of how good they are right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm with it. I still am sticking with uh, my Houston pick. I think okay. Houston's going to pull it out. I don't know why. They've so looked I shaky. Have no basis. Well, I have no so. basis. Yeah, they look that. shaky. I know the reason why I didn't pick them is, you know, look, did they earn their two seeds? Sure. But there's also like the beware of the hot hand type thing. Yeah. Um, going into the NCAA tournament. And um, that's why I wasn't necessarily a fan of theirs or Alabama's for that matter. Yeah. Um, because at some point you'll you'll run into that brick wall. But no, I've, I've Kelvin Sampson's a, a good coach and i know one of my colleagues uh was surprised that he even did well in indiana given his history so yeah i um don't know i have no basis like i said off of houston it was just a gut instinct now if i was paying money for that bracket i would have picked gonzaga so let yeah. me make that clear got gotcha. free bracket so you know okay yeah man you gotta take a chance you know i like that i like so, that so i need some advice joe so now, <laughs> oh, now that we got your now oh, that we got your, oh god 
now that we got your pick for NCAA, so like we like we told you before we hopped on the air, I'm from Cleveland, so I'm used to the Browns, Cavs, Indians. Yeah. Huge, awesome professional sports base. And moving down here to Columbus. Is it awesome, though? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, come yeah. on. Okay. Oh, yeah. come oh, on. Just, <laughs> don't it do is us so like funny. that. Our, our listeners are going to love that part because they hate our Brown fandom. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, thanks we're, for giving them yeah. gas there. Yeah, we're very biased Browns fans. <laughs> okay. So, back to my question. So, like we said earlier, we're all Cleveland-born, but we're all mm-hmm. transplants at this point. So, I'm, I'm down here in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And we have Ohio State University, but my biggest gripe about the city of Columbus is there's no major professional sports team. And then people always say, oh, no, you have the Blue Jackets. And I say, no, no, you're, no, your professional sports team is Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. And that's what I said. Like, I, can't, I, w- I wanted to know your advice on how do I get into the NHL and the Blue Jackets since they're the, they're the, they're the only legitimate pro team here but by your by your face i can tell you're like oh, so yeah, what's so what's the issue with hockey you just don't you're not into hockey i just i just can't get in i don't i guess have you, I gone, don't, to, have you gone to a game I, I went to one game and that was that was electric okay yeah. so i mean because that, that's where that's where hockey hooks you hockey admittedly is not a good television product okay um but hockey will hook you when you um when you get in, when you actually get to get to a game, the other thing I would say about the NHL is the problem. The problem with the NHL is that uh, people want you to NHL fans want you to watch their sport, but then they get really, really weird when you're a noob about it. Right. Mm, like right. it's, it's, there's a, there's a weird barrier for entry with the NHL that I still don't understand why people get all de- kind of defensive if people have questions about it. But I will say this about hockey Twitter uh, much like, like, do you like weird Twitter? You guys are all seem extremely online. You yeah. guys like weird, like, like Gonzo Twitter, like weird ass Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. weird, like weird Power. memes, like weird memes and inside jokes. Yeah. And like, it's almost like you need a map to understand why <laughs> this one particular hockey account tweeted what they tweeted. Right. Yeah. Like if you, it's almost like, it's almost like an old AR game. Um, th- that's actually where the NHL excels. Like I know people get into NBA Twitter because they got all the jokes and, you know, people, I don't know, like LaMelo before he got hurt, you know, has a insane pass and people are going this league, you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. <laughs> the NHL is not like that. And you get like all caps, like hockey, like nobody does that. Like, I know this happens with the Carolina hurricanes. There's just a lot of like weird gonzo Twitter accounts that, it's it's like deciphering a code and I actually find it enjoyable. So maybe that's what you need to do. You need to find you need to find extremely online blue jackets fans. Okay. And that's, that's- see what kind of weird freaking tweets they get into. And maybe you'll get into hockey that way. Yeah. And okay. also uh kind of if I had any advice. So again, I didn't like hockey when I came to Buffalo either, but obviously Buffalo is a ginormous sport in or hockey is a ginormous sport in Buffalo. Um, I yeah. started getting into it more when I was going to Canisius College hockey games. Oh, sure. Yeah. It, it's a, I feel like it's a little bit hard because I've been to Sabres games and this year they're awful, but mm. I've been to Sabres games and you're still like, you, unless you're paying, you know, good money, you're not. Yeah. You're hockey's not, up, hockey's uh, not cheap. It's, yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're not, sitting up in the nosebleeds. So it was yeah. really cool going to Canisius games, sitting right in front of the glass mm-hmm. and kind of being that close. So mm-hmm. maybe go to some Ohio state games. I don't know what kind of arena they play in or whatnot, but. Yeah, but, but watching play, hockey in they, person, I, they, I think they play where they where they play basketball. Value pretty, City, that's a, isn't that's, it? yeah, yeah, that's a good arena. Yeah, but uh, watching hockey in person is, and it's don't get me wrong, 
baseball, basketball, football, still way miles ahead of my love for hockey, but watching hockey in person really does help. It's a lot of fun in person. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a sport that needs to be seen live to get an appreciation for how fast they are. Yeah. Uh, and when they hit each other, how hard they'll actually hit each other. Uh, and hockey has opened up. I mean, when I, when I first started getting into hockey, it wasn't as open and skilled as it is today. You still had things like goons and whatnot playing hockey. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like the Carolina hurricanes, they play one way they play fast. They try to outskill you. Uh, they're not necessarily the most physical team, but they don't care. They just want to, they just want to outscore you, outskill you. Uh, and that's a lot of fun to watch. Um, in fact, was it the, they just beat the blue jackets three, nothing last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they're playing again Thursday, maybe. Anyway, I, the one thing I like about the NHL too, is that they've done in the condensed schedule, they've done what amounts to major league baseball, uh, series. So it's good to see the Canes play the Blue Jackets three games in a row or the Lightning a couple of games in a row. So that's been another, that's been a fun addition with the NHL. But yeah, man, look, sometimes um, it's okay to not like hockey too. Yeah. If you, if you tried and you can't get into it, you can't get into it. I mean, I'm kind of like that with uh, soccer. Um, wave, they've, we, North Carolina's got an MLS team on the way in Charlotte. Oh, cool. David Tepper decided to, I don't know, contribute to the Ponzi scheme that is the MLS. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, I know there's soccer fans that are really excited about that, but I just have a hard time. There's only so much mental bandwidth for your appreciation of all these sports. Something has to take a backseat for me. It's soccer. I mean, I know there's a lot of people on my timeline early in the morning on a weekend watching EPL and that's cool, but like, I can't, Man, I don't give a crap about Everton. I'm not connected to that or right. Manchester. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not connected to it. I mean, it's not here in the states. I'm not saying I don't appreciate the skill on display, but it's just I got other stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And then is I got other stuff to do and uh, I can't I can't spend that much bandwidth on it. I think what almost got me hooked into hockey and down here, I'm going to go to a Canes game. I I committed myself. I am going to go to one down here. Yeah. But um I was up in South Jersey at the time when the Flyers were making their their push in 2000. What was it? 16, 17? Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, and I will say this: there, there's nothing like playoff hockey. Like playoff, oh, hockey no, no, is no, a, no. playoff hockey is electric. Yeah, and the other thing too about here in North Carolina, I don't know how it is in Columbus, but like because of the college atmosphere. Um, you know, things like tailgating took on a scene of their own outside right. of PNC arena. So that's another, there's a good camaraderie about the NHL fans that, and the, and specifically here locally with the Carolina hurricanes, that makes it a lot of fun uh, to go to. And I mean, I remember in 2002 when the Canes uh, made it to the Stanley cup finals against the Detroit Red Wings, it was the series before that against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was a lot of fun because there were so many Canadians that came on down because it was cheaper for them to, come down to North Carolina to see the Maple Leafs and it was to actually see them in Toronto during the playoffs. Um, and it was just like, they, they thought it was great that there was tailgating going on that. Cause you can't do that up in Toronto. You know, it's people are in shorts outside cause it's warm. It's freaking, you know, May and June. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think that's when around here, people, people getting a taste of that playoff hockey, as you mentioned, I think that's what ended up hooking for real fans at that point in time. It stopped being a novelty and then obviously when you win the cup in 2006, you create fans for life. What was impressive about the hurricanes is, you know, they go 10 years without making the playoffs and you go 2009 to 2019, 2020 um, people stuck with them though. I mean, it got, it, it had to take a couple years of being terrible for the fan base to really, really bottom out and uh, attendance to be pretty bad. 
but they stuck with him as long as they possibly could. So there was a pent up, there was pent up demand for playoff hockey. And it was, it was a scene. You had to be there for that, uh, for the bunch of jerks year, two seasons ago. Yeah. So I, I stumbled upon a really cool blue jackets bar. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, pulling from what you said, I think I'm just going to drink more. And yeah, then go to hockey games, and then that's Drink probably more, where I'll find the mesh. Find some weird hockey fans, okay? And get into <laughs> yeah. it, man. Get weird with it. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm the Chouse God. We'll we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> more hockey games. All go. right, all right, Joe. I got I got one last question for you, and then we'll okay. and we'll let you go here. So, like I said, I'm up in Buffalo. We got a lot of li- Buffalo listeners on this podcast. By choice? Uh, yes okay yeah i go to i go to college <laughs> yeah but, i'm kidding i've been to buffalo once i actually enjoyed it yeah <laughs> but i will say i couldn't help but notice on the wral sports fan website your little bio page mm. your f- most memorable I, moment in sports know. history wide right yeah what do you, guys, <laughs> do you guys know what that is yeah the was the the, the bills giants is it something different damn nolan Wow. And where's the button to leave? Oh, <laughs> oh, is, is there, oh there it is. Oh, there's hey. the button to leave. There it is. All right. There's the button to leave. I'm out. Yeah. Really? Is it something different? Yeah. What the is Miami it? Miami Hurricanes in Florida State. Oh, okay. Okay. So a- ACC. Okay. ACC. That makes more sense. It wasn't even ACC back then. Okay. Florida well. State. Yeah. Florida State and Miami were not ACC. Uh, competitors at that point in time florida state at that at florida state joined the league at that point because i'm so old now <laughs> yeah no i know what you, i know what you're talking about yeah uh, i know what you're talking about with the with the super bowl we're not talking about scott norwood okay. gotcha okay um, see that, that's why i was confused no, i knew no, we're not no, we're not talking about no guy. we're not we're not talking about okay. scott norwood no wide gotcha. right is miami and florida state mm-hmm. uh and there there were two other wide rights that occurred in that uh, in that rivalry but no i was uh, i was at the orange bowl uh, for the first wide right uh, as a kid. You know, I grew up in South Florida. Uh, my dad's University of Miami grad. Gotcha. And we had, he had season tickets to the Orange Bowl for the Hurricanes from like 1985 to just after we moved here to North Carolina in 1995. Um, so yeah, a lot of my, a lot of my college football memories are from the Orange Bowl and uh, that lovable dump that no longer exists. <laughs> Gotcha, no, I thought yeah. you could ask me about. I thought you could ask me about Tecmo Super Bowl. I, I couldn't remember what was on my bio. Oh no, no. yeah, <laughs> I did see that too. But that, that's why I was confused. I know you're a North Carolina guy, so I'm thinking, why was why was the no, Bills no, Giants no, no, Super Bowl no, no, the most no, no, no. memorable see, memory? So okay, it's I funny. See, I see. It, you're right. I am from North Carolina. Yeah, I'm from North Carolina, but I moved here when I was 16. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot of my sports, a lot of how I came to enjoy sports was through my dad. And his love of Miami sports, the mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins, the Miami Hurricanes, his love of baseball, which actually goes to a deeper conversation about them coming over from Cuba. But um, but no. Uh, so when I moved here to North Carolina in 95, when I was 16 and I wrapped up high school at Cardinal Gibbons, like ACC basketball was not a thing that I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was more of a professional sports guy. My knowledge of college football was hurricanes football so like the first time i went to an nc state game because i ended up going to nc state for for college yeah first time i went to an nc state football game i was shocked at how polite everybody was you you gotta remember like in the orange bowl for like a miami florida state game or a miami notre dame game i'm dealing with a bunch of drunk adults that have no problems telling 
a middle schooler that I was full of crap and you know, <laughs> being called a convict because I was wearing Miami gear and that kind of stuff. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Trust me. If I got. I might have some issues with Notre Dame because I had Notre Dame fans calling me while I was a kid. Look at this little convict. <laughs> so. Um, and I was Catholic and I'm Catholic too. How, how dare they? <laughs> so, so yeah, that, it was a little bit of a, I mean, obviously I've lived here longer than I lived in Miami or lived in South Florida and Boca Raton, but it, it, there was a little bit of a learning curve for me to, to kind of catch up on all the ACC stuff that people otherwise grew up with. I did not grow up with the concept of, you know, an AV cart being rolled in for the Friday of the ACC tournament. You know, I did not grow mm. up with, college basketball players being household names and the Duke Carolina choice and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, I wasn't introduced to that until I actually got to NC state in 1997 as my fre- my freshman year, but you you learn it pretty quick. But, you know, like I said, uh, I've lived, well, like I said, I've lived here longer than I lived in Florida. So, I mean, this is home. I, I consider myself a North Carolinian now, not a Floridian. So uh, all those things, I could see why you would think that, but a, a lot of that stuff was from my early sports upbringing <laughs> Uh, with my dad, who still to this day, you know, has an outfit for any game, you know, like yeah. if, if, if you want to go to a football game, he's got a satin jacket for it. Right. Um, and the same with sports talk radio, too, because he used to listen to sports talk stations down in Miami. So that's what I my dad would drive around. That's what we listen to. So. Yeah, uh, good to know. Uh, just I'm going to take some advice from what you said earlier about good thing about sports talk radios that you don't have to admit you're wrong. So I'm just going to act like I just change, wasn't wrong about yeah, that. Just, no, no, just, you, just, you just change. It's like you just change the point. You just change the argument. That's yeah, all exactly. You exactly. That's all you so, yeah. What, what's yeah. the real wide right? Exactly. There we go. Yeah. Spin it. Right. No, actually, you just yeah. you actually just stumbled into it. So he's like, all right, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, when I say wide right, well, well, what's what are your favorite sports moments? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. then you just wait for people to call and you're good to yeah. go. All right. I like it. All right. Any, any other questions for Joe fellas? No, that's all I got. Just, I appreciate you hopping on and, and chopping us. What's up, Joe? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on anytime. Yeah. Appreciate it, Joe. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you, Joe Obvious, uh, for hopping on, talking some March Madness, some hockey, uh, some uh, dropping some knowledge on me and Connor. We appreciate that. So yeah. Thanks, Joe. All right. Before we move into Sean's yard back top 10, Connor, your 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 beard's kind of looking a little fresh, man. Wow. Well, you know, I'm glad you said something. I uh, I've been using some new products lately from uh, our friends over at the Harry Hunk Biz. Um, you know, they got all your beard care needs. They strengthen your beard care. So I, I know a lot of us. Yes, we we don't take care of our faces. We're men. We we go about our daily business, and we don't take care of our face. But if you have a beard. You need to take care of it. So check out the Harry Hunk Biz on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, awesome friends of the show. Really great products. They also got some cool merch, which Yardback, we're still lacking on our merch, so we need to pick that up. Uh, but like I said, check out the Harry Hunk Biz. They have some signature scents for uh, their beard care, such as Peppermint Smoke and Citrus Sensation. Check it out. Uh, s- send them a follow. Send them a like. Hit them up. Like we said, good friends of the show. Really good company going in the right way. So check out the Harry Hunk Biz uh, on Facebook and Instagram for the latest updates there and the latest products and merch that they have for you to take care of your beard because it all starts at the Harry Hunk Biz. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, hopefully if you have a facial hair better than I do, hopefully you'll be you'll be hitting that link to Harry Hunk to take care of your facial hair. Gentlemen, wow, Ooh. that was crazy. I rhymed. Ooh. That was wild. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I maybe I maybe. Maybe I should start talking about Harry Hunk on the podcast, huh? <laughs> no. All right. 
Yarbeck, top 10 or top five or top seven, however Sean wants to do it. You know, you, you know we like to fluctuate these things. Sean, I'm going to kick it to you. This is your show. The spotlight is on you. Let's go. All right. So this was a very difficult list to make. Very, very difficult. Because what, what, is, what is the topic here? It's the best quarterbacks since 2000. Okay. 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 So, you know, the quarterbacks that played their last years – um, in 2000, 2001, like a Brett Favre, who, you know, I, I couldn't include them in these lists, in my list. I could okay. not do it because since 2000, one of the big things I went for was longevity since 2000. Okay. Longevity. So a lot of my guys came from those earlier draft years. All right. So starting at seven. And this contradicts everything I just said, but I can't not put Patrick Mahomes in there. Yeah. So I can't not mention him at Ooh. seven. And I mentioned and I mentioned him at seven, not because I I think he will end up seven. It's the longevity of these other guys. Mm-hmm. It's the longevity. Um, so number six was drafted in 2004, has 156 games. Uh, 34,000 yards, 248 touchdowns, four-time Pro Bowl. Any guesses? What year was he drafted? Uh, 2004 was his first year playing. So I'll just cut to the chase. You'll never get it. Tony Romo. I have Tony oh, Romo at six. Oh, my gosh. I got Tony Romo at six. Longevity. Oh gosh. I got Tony oh, Romo at six. Did, did you factor in the play where he, like, um, cut his finger open because he couldn't handle the snap on a field goal or on the uh, game-winning extra point? Did you factor that in? No, I got Tony Romo. Okay, because <laughs> I don't know. And maybe this could be, like, recency bias because I hated Tony when he played, but I love him as a broadcaster. He's amazing. So he, I love him so, so, so much. Ma- so he makes the, the top – Five kind of that was the six top six pick. Um, number five, he played in 233 games, over 60,000 yards. Um, I and it, it's gonna kill me to say his name. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, two time yeah. Super Bowl champion. Um, I don't know how many Pro Bowls and all that, but Big Ben comes in at number what was that? Five, five. Um, number four, we're going to go ahead and have Aaron Rodgers drafted to his first year was 2005, um, 197 games, 51 plus thousand yards, 412 touchdowns, nine time pro bowler, three time all pro a super bowl winner and a three time MVP. Okay. And now I don't need to get into stats. You forgot to mention his, his lack of want to in the playoffs this year i mean no relax that's okay that's okay longevity longevity um so number where am i at three there's no we can just have an open discussion about these next three guys i'm not going to go into all these stats and everything with these because we we know who they are Mm -hmm. number three i have peyton manning okay Okay. um big forehead number two Drew Brees. Yeah. And by no surprise, number one, the bake show, Baker Mayfield. 
number one, obviously, is Tom Brady. <laughs> obviously, is Tom Brady. You, you caught me off guard there for a second. I was like, you did, did you just Baker number one? <laughs> yeah, no, one is Tom Brady. And those three guys, it was a toss-up. It really was. No, I like um, that list a lot. I think it was a good list. But, you know, there was guys that I just I couldn't put in because it was too soon. You know, it was too soon, and I didn't want to put anyone that didn't play deep in to um, the 2000s. Like a guy that was that I think should be an honorable mention is Mike Vick. Yep, I think Mike Vick should be on that list. Um, a guy, a guy that I think should, Matt Stafford. I, I got that. I think I, I think he should be six or seven on your list. Kurt Warner. When I was know, cursed last year. I know, but I know, I know 1999 was the regular season of the greatest yeah. show on turf, but I'm going to spin zone. The playoffs were in 2000. So that I'm going to just say it was 2000. <laughs> so you get okay. that year, you get that year and you get uh, 2000, 2001, those next two seasons where he was amazing. And then he just like went into like the uh, blackness for the next like seven years. Nobody, he was awful. And then goes yeah. to Arizona has three great years, has another Super Bowl trip. I think Kurt Warner should be on that list. No. <laughs> I mean, I it's tough. He's an honorable mention. That's that's fair. That's fair. You know, he because when what year did they win the Super Bowl with um Arizona? Well, they, they lost it, but well, it was, what uh, year was that? The Super I believe Bowl? it was 2008, I believe. So, so I mean was, that uh, that Super Bowl could very well put him over Romo. Um, that's that's I, but, but Romo, I, I feel like Romo I, again, I don't know why I'm saying this because I hated Tony Romo when he played. <laughs> I just I feel like he was such an underappreciated, undervalued. And I, I he like, was that's fair. So I just have to put him in there. I he got, was the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He was that's, that's America's fair. franchise, you know, America's Not team. Really. I got five. I got five guys. I would slide into number six. Do not say another Manning, or I'm going to leave this call. I got five guys. I would He's, slide into number six before Tony Romo. I like Mahomes at seven. Like you got to put Mahomes at seven, even though he's only had what like three years now. But yeah. we all know we can all respect that. We've never seen anything like him at the quarterback position, aside yeah. from Aaron and maybe a little Matt Stafford, just from his gunslinging. Um. But the five guys I think you should slide into six before Romo's bum ass are Philip Rivers. Okay. Right. Like if you're talking longevity, Philip Rivers. Yeah, has, that's a no good one. No one lost more games in the fourth quarter than Philip Rivers, making it look fun. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. Russell Wilson, who's been on the scene for a minute. Granted, I do think he was carried by some of his teams a bit more. Uh, but Russell Wilson's there. Similar to Kurt Warner. Brett Favre. Yeah. Where his I, second half of his career, he won a Super Bowl mid-90s, uh, but he still had some stellar seasons with Green Bay, the Vikings, and the yeah. Jets in the early 2000s. So like Kurt Warner, I would throw Favre in there before Romo just because like Romo didn't do anything other than be the Cowboys quarterback. Yeah, I agree. The yeah. last two, two NFC East quarterbacks. Oh, wait. I, I'm going to know him. One of them, Sean put me on to. The other one, Sean does not want me to mention. I know both of them. I know it. I know both of them. 
The one being Eli Manning. Yeah. Oh, he has come on. Just as many Super Bowls as his brother. Oh, he's he started. He's he stu- he number he made, one on your list twice. No, that's all I gotta he, say. He Had, made. Um, he got lucky with a helmet catch, and then the pass to Mario Manningham was the greatest pass mm-hmm. he's ever thrown since Pee Wee football. So <laughs> right it doesn't place, count. Right time. Doesn't right place, count. Right time. And I guess you're uh, the second guy. And he had yeah, to hit Plaxico Burris. Oh, how wh- I can make that throw. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. He had Michael Strahan and them guys. He got them him there. He got him. Who else is carrying their team through the wild card? Michael round? Strahan did. Eli Manning had the ball in his hand more than anybody on that team. Eli Manning deserves to be ahead of Tony Romo by far. All right. Donovan he has such McNabb. a punchable face. No. McNabb. Donovan McNabb yeah. for his four straight runs to the NFC championship game. No, with- get out of here. Donovan McNabb has killed more worms. Better than-, than Romo, dude. I'm saying ahead of Romo, I would slide all those guys in there. Your Romo pick, other than that, your list is undeniable. The Romo pick, I'm glad you had some controversy because the Romo pick is – no, I had con- some controversy. I know you're glad because I'm flawless in my decision making. <laughs> like my list was flawless. Uh, slide someone else in there for Romo at the at the six, and you're so good. Romo. Okay, I I'm, I I'm understand Kurt the Warner. questions. Kurt Warner's on my list. I understand the questions. And and Romo could be substituted, but I just felt like the longevity and the bulk of his career coming from that time frame, and. That's that's what you know set it over yeah, for me. No, I get it. I just think you're kind of horribly wrong. Um but I mean, that's fine. That's okay. I named five guys better than Tony Romo. I but I do think okay. Should, well, no, 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 no. We're not hold on, hold on, hold on. Going into a season, you're taking Eli Manning over t- Tony Romo. Yeah. No. Uh, no I take Romo. I take Romo. Romo. No way. But I know what kind of saying though. Like How, no, look, look at the career I, I achievements. Look at the career achievements. Obviously, it favors Eli Manning. In New York, just as tough as market as Dallas. Give me Eli over Romo. Um, I do feel like though Romo is one of easily the one of the best competitors at the quarterback position that we have seen in a long time. That man battled through injury after injury for the Dallas Cowboys and was only only had to retire because he just couldn't his body couldn't take anymore. And then Dak Prescott had a sick year, but also. Dude, if Romo was healthy that year, that Cowboys team was so nasty. Romo would have would have done just as well. The the back rookie year when they went thirteen and three. Yeah, but mm. yeah, that's fair. But uh, he didn't, and Eli Manning won two <laughs> Super Bowls. I can't put Eli Manning in that. I can't, man. <laughs> you just I can't. Eli. <laughs> I can't. I just I don't know. It could be uh, personal bias with him, but I just I <laughs> I can't. He has a face like Sam Darnold. Where I yeah, that's, that's I don't know they didn't do anything to me. I just want to punch them. That's fair, honestly. I don't, I mean I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that. But. Thank you. At least you're reasonable to talk to as a Bills fan. I mean Matt right. Ryan and Matt. I would even put Matt Ryan three times, man. Three I wouldn't put Matt Ryan in there. Matt Ryan has done nothing with f- fantastic weapons his entire career. Back to Roddy White, nothing. Him and Tony Romo are basically the same player, except Ryan went to Super Bowl. Except. And yep. chokes. Okay. All right. And whatever. <laughs> Dude, Sean, I love I love Romo. But like, yeah, I don't think he makes that list. I'm a big Romo guy. I don't think he makes that list. Literally, everybody, a lot of people I know, they just hate the Cowboys just because they're the Cowboys. Yeah. I always liked the Cowboys. I was weird. I was always like, 
I, I mean, kind of like them. It fits. You and like I, the Bills, like the Cowboys, okay, like relax. The That's the fourth time this is gonna mention this episode. This is just getting excessive, but because I always like Tony Romo, so I like the Cowboys. So like, I'm with you, but I'm not all there with you. I mean, I don't know, man. I just think. I don't know. Now you guys got me questioning my picks, and no, I didn't want okay. this to happen. It's a good list, man. It's a good list. We loved it. It was don't probably the best yard back top ten, kind of top seven, top seven, yeah, kind of really top, top fifteen, yeah, like fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Look, so he's I'm, no, no, he's he's looking up Tony Romo stats right now. Probably. I'm <laughs> looking up more. So efficiency <laughs> in the fourth fourth quarter of 2006 to 2015. NFL ranked first in completion percentage, first in yards per attempt, fourth in touchdown to interceptions, sixth in total Q, uh, QBR uh, with 75 out of 36 QBs with 500 action plays. Hey. Uh, I mean, I, I will say I didn't know he was in the league for that long. I thought for some reason I thought Roma was only in the league for like five years. Oh, dude, he was again. What Dexter year was what four or five years ago? I think yeah. five. I mean, he played. He's he was in for 100, 156 games. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he played. He played for a minute, man. But I still do think you can't crack the 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 top the yard back top ten top seven top fifteen list at least the top seven without a Super Bowl ring. You got to have that ring at least. Yeah, opinion. and that's why Brady's won. Um, yeah, he's seven is ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean. It's crazy to think though if Breeze had a couple more rings, it would it would be a, a real conversation because Breeze is all his his numbers are there, his yeah. rankings and numbers it's are not, all yeah, there. Not, not the not the big wins, yeah. And then also, you know, what if with Aaron Rodgers? Because when I was looking up all the stats and stuff, you just I always forget three years he didn't play. Three. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, really quick, one last thing, totally off topic. I just saw a replay of, of Steph Curry. I'm watching Philadelphia versus Golden State. And he got injured the other night because he, he backpedaled, 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 then fell on his butt and then held his butt cheeks because he got hurt. So just putting a chair on top of that one. Steph Curry's soft as hell, can't win by himself. But other than that, Sean, like I really appreciate your top 10 list. Very good, very good. In the top seven, totally 15, but awesome so, list. Whatever. And nice if I had to sub Tony out, it'd be for Brett Favre. Let's okay. move on. That's it's fair. Over. That's fair. Okay. All right. I like it. I like that a lot. All right. Cool. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of the Yardback Sports Podcast. If you listened and you enjoyed, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify. Follow us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Yardback underscore sports. And again, I'll plug it every week. Facebook, Yardback Sports Group. We have a lot of fun in there. So make sure you join that for Shawnee Q. And see Bug. My name is Nolan. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.